This interview series is brought to you by the IIEA as part of our Global Europe project. Hello, my name is Leanne Digny and I'm a researcher at the Institute of International and European Affairs, the IIEA here in Dublin. I am delighted to be hosting an interview today as part of the IIEA's Global Europe project, supported by Department of Foreign Affairs, which aims to address analyze and communicate to the wider public the EU's role in the world and Ireland's role in the multilateral order. A particular priority of the Global Europe project is Ireland's term as an elected member of the United Nations Security Council, which began in January 2021 and ends in December 2022. I'm very pleased to be joined today by Ireland's UN Youth Delegates for 2022 to 2023, Jessica Gill and David Giles. Jessica is a final year student in the BA in International Relations at Dublin City University. She has also completed a Global Gender Studies program at the University of Gothenburg in Sweden. Since 2020, Jessica has been a member of Plan International Ireland's Youth Advisory Panel and has also advocated for gender equality at an international level, speaking about online gender-based violence at the United Nations Human Rights Council as part of the Universal Periodic Review process. David is a final year BCL law and business student at University College Cork. David has engaged extensively in volunteering and community-based activism. And in 2019, he was named the All-Ireland Youth Volunteer of the Year in the Primerica Spirit of Community Awards. He has also acted as a representative for the Youth of Ireland at various European fora, including at the European Parliament in Strasbourg. So two very impressive CVs there. Um, thank you both for joining us today and congratulations on your appointment as Ireland's youth delegates to the United Nations. So the first question that I'd really like to ask is, now that you're in this position, what are the key issues impacting youth that you want to highlight or prioritize during your term as youth delegates? Maybe Jessica, we could start with you if that's okay. Hi, thank you for having us. Um, one of my key priorities is promoting gender equality on both national and international levels. I think it's an issue that a lot of young people are really passionate about, um, especially increasing participation of women in politics and focusing on issues um, internationally, such as the women's protests in Iran and issues like secondary education in Afghanistan. It's also really important to learn from and elevate the voices of minority youth in Ireland, such as young people with disabilities, and young people in direct provision. I think we will try really hard as youth delegates to do this through consultations and to really, you know, take all our learnings from these consultations into our work at a UN level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can tell as well from your background that that's very relevant to, to what you've studied and, and so on. Um, so David, I wonder about you then. So, so what would you like to highlight or prioritize, you know, in terms of issues that are impacting youth? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, once again, thank you for having us. And I fully support Jessica's priorities as well and the fantastic work that she's doing there. My main interest would be around the area of climate change um, and meeting our, our targets in that space, particularly around food security and agriculture, which is what my background is. Mm -hmm. um, also in terms of rural access, it's um, a big thing in Ireland, but internationally as well, there's, there's areas of the world outside cities that are much more difficult to reach. Um, be that through healthcare or through youth services, um, and just to make sure that we're looking at the full picture when we think of national policy. Um, Jessica and I were discussing that really all issues are youth issues, so we also hope to look at 
um, structured youth participation and the impact of that and whether young people are involved at every stage of decision-making processes. And if they are, to what extent that actually has an impact on the end result? Um, because there's, there's varying degrees of youth participation, but it's the impact ultimately that, that matters at the end of the day. So there are some of the key issues that we're, we're hoping to work on during our term. Brilliant. Um, yeah, the, the UN Youth Delegate Programme is an important tool, as you know, for the inclusion of youth. Um, but I suppose in terms of the, the UN fora, it is the responsibility of member states to establish a youth delegate programme. So I just wonder, you know, if there's any other key initiatives that you know of that are happening at the UN that will promote that inclusion of youth. Um, again, Jessica, maybe if you want to start. So they recently announced a UN youth office that will be established as part of the UN agencies. And I think it will be a really great initiative to include youth through all of the UN's work and to promote youth inclusion. I think it will really depend on how much consultation goes into the programme to kind of ensure how effective it is. I think it's really important that it focuses on including young people from the Global South, especially. Through the UN Youth Delegate Programme, we've seen that it's a very Western-focused uh, programme. It would be really great to see more youth voices from the Global South, especially Africa and Asia. Brilliant. David, I don't know if you know of any other initiatives. Yeah, so um, beyond the youth office there, for every every major conference that the UN has, they try to have um, a degree of consultation beforehand. And usually there's opportunities for young people to get involved in those, if not earmarked youth consultations. So Jessica and I recently attended the Transform Education Summit, and there's a number of regional and local, con local consultations in advance of that. Similarly for and the World Food Forum, which I recently attended, they had a number of regional consultations that gave young people with interest in food security access to, to these spaces to, to let their voice be known. But ultimately, the challenge is young people knowing about these opportunities, um, mm. which very often they don't. So there's definitely more that can be done in the space of outreach and connecting the, the multilateral agenda to, to young people on the ground that are interested in international relations and interested in, in being change makers themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wonder if either of you have any idea of what more can be done to enhance, as you say, meaningful participation of youth in multilateral diplomacy. Yeah, I can come in there, sure. Um, yeah. I think visibility is a big thing. Um, I find the national media focuses primarily on domestic affairs when there's there's a lot that not just young people, but all people need to know about what's happening around the world. Um, and that can frame frame our, our mindset. Um, I think Jessica and I can be a strong voice for youth and that we can be really a focal point that the young people can look to and can feel that they can can voice their ideas through and that we will pass them on to, to those people that we meet in, in important rooms. Um, and really, yeah, they'd be kind of two of the main things. Jessica might have something to add there. I think it's really important that young people are engaged early on in the processes and not just kind of added in to review what's already been decided. Young people need to be included at the beginning and throughout the process. And also, I think funding is really important. A lot of the time, young people take on these volunteer positions where they're essentially doing the same work and as meaningful work as an employee does. So I think it's really important to see youth participation as youth work and not just you know, kind of tick the box, take a picture at the end exercise. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, of course, you both will know that Ireland is sitting on the UN Security Council at the moment, and the council is charged with maintaining international peace and security. I wonder if you could explain what the youth peace and security agenda is and maybe why it's so important. Uh, Jessica, maybe if you want to start off. So the youth peace and security agenda was adopted by the Security Council in 2015 and it recognises the role that young people play in the maintenance and promotion of international peace and security. And I think that it's really important because it recognises how um, young people should be involved in decision making surrounding youth peace and security and in peace building. And I think that it will be really impactful, especially with crises emerging, such as in um, Ukraine and Russia and throughout the world in Iran and Afghanistan. Yeah, I mean, those are certainly situations where you can see the leading role of young people. Um, David, I wonder if, if you have any comments to add to that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as important as the youth peace and security agenda is, ultimately it turns to member states to what extent they decide to prioritise this. So Ireland has been very vocal, not just on youth peace and security, but also women peace and security. And it's been recognised that we have a very kind of principled approach on the council. And we hope that when others... Um, join and we we leave our seat at the end of the year that others will continue that message um as jessica mentioned afghanistan but also kind of children in armed conflict in syria and yemen have been priorities for ireland um and really we hope that even in the most dire conflict driven situations that children can still be part of the solutions we had the pleasure of meeting the the ukrainian youth delegates um who obviously are living in, in very difficult situations at home, but they very much had a vision for what they see the future of Ukraine to be um, and their hopes for the future beyond, beyond the war that is currently happening. So we hope the young people will be able to play um, an active role in the societies that ultimately they will they'll want to live in and raise families in and play an active part in for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and as you mentioned, so Ireland has integrated elements of the youth peace and security agenda into other policies, um, including its national action plan on women, peace and security, as you've just mentioned there, David. But I wonder, do you think it's important for Ireland to establish, you know, its own national action plan on youth peace and security? Jessica, maybe. Yeah, I definitely think there's a lot of intersections between youth peace and security and women, peace and security agendas, but I think it is really important if Ireland wants to take the stance that they include youth in all policies and all decision-making that the youth peace and security agenda gets a higher priority too. And I think it'd be really interesting to engage young people, especially since it's not so long that we've had our own conflict in Northern Ireland. I think it's really important because peace building is quite a big part of the youth peace and security agenda too. And, you know, there's always room for young people to help in promoting peace in Northern Ireland. Great. So I, I saw that you were both um, it both at UN High Level Week in New York in September. So I just want, wondered if you could tell us a little bit about your experiences, what stood out about that and what was the most exciting part of that week for you? Uh, Jessica, we might start with you. I think we could both speak for hours about how much we learned. It was such an amazing and crazily intense week. I think it was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. But I think that one thing that we both um agreed on and a lot of the other youth delegates as well is a lot of the time the kind of events that youth delegates would participate in were youth in climate change youth in gender like equality and it's really important as youth delegates to not only focus on you know youth participation in each issue but 
to talk about real issues to you know young people especially these delegates we met you know so many like you know have so many insights into really complex and serious issues and you know we've really come home with the feeling that you know young people should be championing championing and like speaking about all the really complex issues and not just youth participation all the time and um, I think it's also been really fantastic to see the work of the Irish mission I definitely have a a newer sense of nationalism after seeing how um, passionate Ireland is about human rights on the Security Council and you know how strong and committed they are to upholding human rights so I think that was a really really fantastic experience um, I think we were also very lucky to meet some very incredible people we um, we met Mary Robinson and we met Malala so they're two heroes of both wars so I think that was a really fantastic part of the experience Amazing. Yeah, it sounds brilliant. Um, David, what about you? What stood out to you about that experience? Certainly meeting Malala and Mary Robinson was really a dream come true. And even for, for Jessica and I to be at the UN, to be at the at the center of at the center of diplomacy and multilateralism was was very surreal. Um I think in terms of the national statements that that every member state gave, including Ireland, um, you could very much see how conflict and pandemics and food security crises are impacting upon our ability to look forward in terms of progressing the SDGs um, and it really really raised the question as to how we're going to rethink the SDGs which for the most part we're very far behind on um, considering that there's all of these these challenges that we have to look to first. Um, beyond that I think for all of the faults of the United Nations it's very powerful to see every member state and the observer states and all the different UN agencies in one room. And there's great, there's great hope in that. Even if, if countries are going to turn up and they have no intention of engaging or negotiating, the fact that people will turn up every day and they'll sit in the seat and they'll play an active role and they, they buy into the value of what the United Nations offers in terms of a path forward from what was the Second World War, UN Day was yesterday, it's the, the UN's anniversary, to a more peaceful society and a hope for a better future um, whatever that might look like so it's been um it was a, a fantastic experience for us and Jessica and I will be returning to to New York um come February March time so we hope to, to continue to to gain exposure to that world then Brilliant. Um, well, on that note, thank you very much for joining us today. On behalf of the IIEA, I would like to wish you all the best with the upcoming busy year. We really look forward to following the important work that you'll be doing. If you'd like to learn more about the Global Europe Project or listen back to other podcasts in the Global Europe podcast series, you can check out our website or social media. This interview series is brought to you by the IIEA as part of our Global Europe Project. 